This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Plexmere Christian Fellowship. Total commitment to Christ. Welcome to this broadcast, Casting Crowns, featuring Matt Williams with their song, Nobody Kicks Off Today's Worship. Followed by Mercy Me, I Can Only Imagine. Micah Taylor joins us with Walking Free. And concluding today's worship is the musical trio, Kane and their song, I'm so blessed. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. Will all the other not quite? Will all the never get it right? But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a no.
can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine.
No chance for me to ever leave this prison of my sin. Now I know it might sound crazy, but one day a key unlocked that cell. I heard a small voice say your debt's been paid by somebody else. And now I'm walking, walking, walking free. No more darkness, guilt and lost its grip on me. When mercy called my name, those chains fell out. Perfect. I still stumble every single day. I still get knocked down, but the difference now is that's not where I stay. Cause I got a savior who knows everywhere.
Up next with his sermonette, Degeneration of a Culture, is Pastor Nigel Woodley. All right, so the spiring steps toward the destruction of a civilization. We're reading mainly from Romans, only from Romans 1 and a little bit from Romans 2. The first step is the demotion of God. The demotion of God, where God is demoted and put into a category where he's no longer the only God, the only true God, or, or, or worshipped as God. So Romans chapter 1, verse 18 reads in the Passion Version, For God in heaven unveils his holy anger, breaking forth against every form of sin, both toward ungodliness that lives in hearts and evil actions. For the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively, for God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused, basis of ignorance, that is, I, don't, I didn't know. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived, for seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. Verse 21, throughout human history, the fingerprints of God were upon them, yet they refused to honor him as God. Let me tell you, when you come to church to worship, you are honoring him as God. Every time you sit at the table to say grace with your family and thank God for it, you are honoring God. Amen? Every time you sing his praises and lift up your voice, wherever you are, you are honoring God. Yet they refuse to honor him as God or even be thankful for his kindness. Instead, they entertain corrupt and foolish thoughts about what God was like. This left them with nothing but misguided hearts steeped in moral darkness. So the first step toward the destruction of a civilization is the demotion of God, where God is lowered from the ranks of his, of his, of his uh, glory and the heights to which he deserves to be when men say he's no longer relevant and they laugh when you pray and they no, want to, they no longer want to sing his praises. So the demotion of God is the first step toward the destruction of a civilization. The next step is the deification of man. That is saying that man has all the answers. Man can do it. Man doesn't need God. Man, in fact, is a deity himself. He is God. In one word that we would use to describe that concept, we call it humanism. Humanism. We live in a humanistic society where God is irrelevant and no longer needed, but man can come up with all the answers. The deification of man. All the answers are in mankind. So we read, continue to read in Romans 1.22, although claiming to be super intelligent, they were in fact shallow fools. For only a fool would trade the unfading splendor of the immortal God to worship the fading image of other humans. Idols made to look like people, animals, birds, and even creeping reptiles. So, you know, you see in different societies that objects are worshipped instead of the invisible God, and often those objects can be idols in human form or animal form or maybe some other forms. But this is just evidence of a decadent society that is spiring down to destruction. So the deification of man is that second step.
toward the destruction of any society. And the third step he gives us is the degeneration of a culture. That is the moral deterioration and erosion and decadence of that culture. Degeneration of a culture. This is why God lifted up his restraining hand and let them have full expression of their sinful and shameful desires. Can I say this? Praise God when his hand of restraint is upon us, when he keeps us from doing things that are bad for us. But when we have a a society and a culture where everything goes, it's a sign of God's judgment on this culture because it has demoted God and deified man in that place. This is why God lifted off his restraining hand and let them have full expression of their sinful and shameful desires. Um, They were given over to moral depravity, depravity, dishonoring their bodies by sexual perversion among themselves, all because they traded the truth of God for a lie. You see, when people reject the gospel and the truth of the word of God, it doesn't stop there. They think in their intelligent smartness that they're just saying no to the gospel. No, they're not. It doesn't stop there. If you reject the truth, the judgment is going to be you'll be handed over to believe a lie. They worshipped and served the things God made rather than the God who made all things. Glory and praises to him for eternity, for eternities, for eternity of eternities. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to their own disgraceful and vile passions. It's not good when we forget God. It's not good when we demote God. It's not good when we say we no longer want to be thankful or recognize God. God gave them over to their own disgraceful and vile passions, inflamed with lust for one another. Men and women ignored the natural order and exchanged normal sexual relations for homosexuality. Women engaged in lesbian conduct, and men committed shameful acts with men receiving in themselves the due penalty for their deviation, and we make no apologies for what has just been read out to you. Verse 28, And because they thought it was worthless to embrace the true knowledge of God, God gave them over to, worthless, to a worthless mindset. I like this. You see, it's just not about you rejecting God. You think you have the right and the privilege to reject God. You do. But what are you opening yourself to? yourself up to in that rejection because they rejected the knowledge God gave them over. God gave them over to a worthless mindset to break all rules of proper conduct. Their sinful lives became full of every kind of evil, wicked schemes, greed, and cruelty. Their hearts overflowed with jealous cravings and with conflict and strife. All the stuff's in our society today, in our entire world, which drove them into hateful arguments and murder. They are deceitful liars of, full of hostility. They are gossips who love to spread malicious slander. With inflated egos, they hurl hateful insults at God. Yet they are nothing more than arrogant boasters. They are rebels against their parents and totally immoral. They are senseless, faithless, ruthless, heartless, and completely merciless. Because all those good qualities I just spoke to you that they don't have, they come from the God they reject. You can't have the good without the one who is good. You can't have the sense, the faith, and the mercy, 
and the other attributes of God unless God is in your life and in a society. No wonder when society removes God from the schools, from the courts, from the parliament, that society is given over to all this other stuff. That's the result of rejecting God. It's like the golden rule. One of the golden rules, not the golden rule, but another golden rule of the Bible is this. If you seek the Lord, you'll be found by him. If you forsake the Lord, you shall be forsaken by him. Even though in his love, he'll come after you time and again to bring you back, to bring you back, to bring you back. Ultimately, ultimately, if you forsake the Lord and never get back to the Lord, he will forsake you in eternity. I'm sorry, that's the Bible. He will say, I never knew you. You have to know this stuff so you know what you're fighting for and believing for and coming to church for. This is why you pray each day, why you encourage your children to pray to the Lord, why you encourage your children and grandchildren to come to church and to worship the Lord. So the first step in the destruction of a civilization is the demotion of God, then the deification of man, then the degeneration, that is the deterioration of a culture. And the fourth step is the destruction of that civilization. And we read in Romans 1.32, Romans 1.32, although they are fully aware of God's laws and proper order and knowing that those who do all of these things deserve to die, yet they still go headlong into darkness, encouraging others to do the same and applauding them when they do. The destruction of a civilization, headlong into darkness. You know, the fact is that the society of today once knew God in previous generations. But somewhere between previous generations, when a society or culture as a whole at least had a religious belief in the true God, later generations have cast it all aside. And it's not going to get better in the world, I'm sorry to say. In me, Jesus said, you'll have peace. But in the world, you will have tribulation. It's not going to get better in the world. Make up your minds, I'm in it to the finish. I'm going across the finish line with Christ at my head. So the demotion of God, the deification of man, the degeneration of a culture, and the destruction of that civilization. Finally, the fifth, the fifth point is there is only one remedy. And we read that in the first four verses of Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2 verse 1. No matter who you are, before you judge the wickedness of others, you had better remember this, you, all, you are also without excuse... For you two are guilty of the same kind of things. When you judge others and then, do, and then do the same things they do, you condemn yourself and you're also known as a hypocrite. Verse 2, we know that God's judgment falls on those who practice these things. God is always right because he has all the facts. <laughs> he certainly does. He knows our sitting down, our rising up, and even the inner thoughts of our hearts. Yes, God's got all the facts, right? So the Holy Spirit is a little bit uh, like a detective, I guess. He says, right, we have an accusation against Nigel Woodley. And the Father says to the Holy Spirit, do you have all the facts? The Holy Spirit says, I have every fact. He knows everything I've done and everything that I need to put right. In verse 3, and no matter what you think you are or who you think you are, when you judge others, who do these things and then do the same things yourself, what makes you think that you will escape God's judgment? Do the, do the riches of his extraordinary kindness make you take him for granted and despise him? 
Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding he has been to you? Don't mistake his tolerance, God's tolerance, or God's patience. Don't mistake his tolerance for acceptance. For acceptance. Do you realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you into, everybody say it. Say it again. There's only one remedy, and it is repentance. And that's the, that's the first call of the gospel from John the Baptist, from Jesus and the apostles. The call was always repent, change your mind, change what you're doing, and believe in the truth of God. That's repentance. Today's scriptural reading is Psalm 31 and is read from the New International Version of the Holy Bible. Psalm 31 For the Director of Music A Psalm of David In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. As for me, I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your love, for you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. You have not given me into the hands of the enemy, but have set my feet in a spacious place. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes grow weak with sorrow, my soul and body with grief. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. My strength fails because of my affliction, and my bones grow weak. Because of all my enemies, I am the utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. Those who see me on the street flee from me. I am forgotten as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. For I hear many whispering terror on every side. They conspire against me and plot to take my life. But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servants. Save me in your unfailing love. Let me not be put to shame, Lord, for I have cried out to you. But let the wicked be put to shame and be silent in the realm of the dead. Let their lying lips be silenced, for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you, that you bestow in the sight of all on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence you hide them from all human intrigues. You keep them safe in your dwelling from accusing tongues. Praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in a city under siege. In my alarm I said, I am cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Love the Lord, all his faithful people. The Lord preserves those who are true to him, but the proud he pays back in full. Be strong 
and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast that was aired on Radio Hooks Bay, your community station. You're listening to the Flexner Christian Fellowship. Total commitment to Christ. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.